Hello, and welcome to Boss Talks, a weekly podcast where we chat with the bosses of the multifamily industry. Who are these bosses? They might be a manager of many, a leader with no title, or just passionate about what they do. Join our host, Evan Happel, Director of Marketing at Community Boss, as he talks with this week's guest. Hey, everyone. This is episode 22. I have a great guest today. It's Steven Toro. He's in property management, just like myself. He's in marketing. Before getting into property management, or actually, I guess, while, he was actually a actor, model, and improv comic. So we'll dive into that a little bit too, because that's a fun thing. The other thing that I'm excited to dive into more is he has a personal passion for branding yourself, but really coining it as entrepreneurship, if I say that correctly. He'll correct it if it's wrong. But I think he came up with that because I've never heard that one before. But without any other introduction other than his own, we'll bring Steven to the show. Hello. Steven. Thank you. That was quite the intro. I appreciate it, Evan. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So I would love for you to kick off your journey into property management, how you got there. Because I know you did start comedy and acting out in LA, pursuing a dream probably. Right. So first of all, not everyone does that, right? So what was that like? So I started basically in Florida. I'm from Miami, born and raised. So I got into property management and real estate here before moving to LA. So I had that as like a background before I ever took the plunge, if you will, and moved across the country, as everybody does. And yeah, I got into LA. I did some acting here and there, some modeling. And then I just found myself back in property management because it just wasn't really my thing, the whole showbiz thing. I guess in, just in that regard, I knew I wanted to do something on camera, but maybe that wasn't the right thing for me. Anyway, I found myself back in property management, managing high rises in downtown LA, doing leasing there as well prior to becoming a property manager. And then I eventually did student housing as well in the USC market. So that was super interesting. <laughs> student housing, something I'm more and more learning about, but it's its own animal in a lot of respects and so much of its own challenges that maybe people that aren't in that world, they don't really recognize or understand until they're in it. Totally. But as you were also doing acting, you were doing improv comedy. Was that just like a thing where it helped with your acting or like you truly like always just loved comedy and i was more an improv comic to be honest i did acting as like a more of a way to make some like extra money on the side if you will but okay uh, improv comedy that's my baby but yeah i did that while i was doing it was more like it was a hobby slash let's see where this goes kind of thing but it's always something i love to do and it, in in a way it helps you always have something to say even when you don't you just always have something to do that's just at least gonna vaguely make sense so yeah in a way yeah. help in um, property management and especially just like thinking on your feet and um having to be aware of multiple people at the same time and multiple aspects of a conversation that are right. just plates in the air spinning around and just coming up with creative solutions too that you have to come up with on, on a on a dime really helps sure with that. 
what was it like in doing the comedy, like being in front of people and like having that pressure? There's having a one-on-one -on -one conversation and having to come right. up with something. But then there's the, I have an audience and they're expecting to laugh. <laughs> right. It's funny because it's like, you think you're a funny person until like you get up there with like professional people who are also doing this or are also like good at it or whatever. And it's like some things, if you're a person that's funny in conversation, you stay within the parameters of what you know you're good at. If you're on stage, you're asked to do many different things. Some things you real, feel really stupid doing. And then it mm -hmm. comes out anyway with a huge laugh from people. You're like, oh, I guess it wasn't that bad. So it definitely helps you develop a lot of confidence in looking stupid, if you will. <laughs> sure. That is something that I've had to, uh, you know, that is a fear with a lot of people. For instance, doing something like this, being on a live stream, like there is a hurdle of fear to get over for most, I think most people, because you don't want to look stupid, right? It's like the end of right. the day, I don't want to look like a moron. Like jokes Fair. on you, I know I'm you're so welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then once you get over that, you're like, I might look like a moron. Oh, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. yeah. Yeah. And like, as my, as my kids would say, the tens and tens of viewers that you're getting dad, they'll think you're a moron. <laughs> yeah. They totally throw me shade. They're just like, yeah. yeah, whatever dad, are you a YouTube star? Cause they think they know what it means to be a, an online star. So <laughs> yeah, just tell them dads on TikTok to love you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they just, you know, in a little floss or something, we'll dance. Yeah. Yeah. If I, that's true. Yeah. Maybe I need to get a more exciting in my content and they'll find me interesting. That's really interesting about improv comedy. I've absolutely never done anything like that. I've given yeah. speeches in front of groups right. and stuff, but that's prepared first of all. Yeah. And, right. but even then there's nerves. So. Oh, absolutely. No, of course. If you're not nervous, then, you know, that's not a good thing. But I guess yeah, at the end of the day, when you're doing comedy and you mess up, that's still funny. It's still funny if people laugh. If like you mess sure. up, it's like not funny. You're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm just gonna like jump off the second floor balcony. So it's fine. It's true. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> then you're just like, okay, I guess on to the new, a different career. Fallback. Yeah. Property yeah, exactly. management. <laughs> yeah, it's like my little slack tied to my pole and around my shoulder. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. So you stuck out in LA until, is it recently that you came back? To yeah, really recently. I moved oh, back okay. to Miami about three months ago. Yeah. Three months ago in August, if I can count correctly, I was not a math major, but here we are. And yeah, three months ago. And yeah, I moved back. The job title is community experience manager. So basically okay. I do podcasts and YouTube videos and TikToks, create content, interview fun people and cool people in the prop tech real estate investment realm and kick their brains are you like me do you have a multi-million dollar studio yeah yes multi-millions and millions and my own soundstage and exactly exactly yeah yeah no i feel you i have the same quote-unquote problem of just notoriety and money just dumping yeah. into this i know like i can't leave my house without being asked <laughs> for it's mostly people yeah. ask me to walk back inside but same yeah <laughs> No, but it is fun. I am, all jokes aside about that, as you do it more in, obviously, if you're producing content, people right. like, at the end of the day is what's important. If it's useful and helpful, that's the, my goal is to make something that people actually want to participate in and be a part of and listen to. So 
when I get messages where people are like, no, I really enjoy it. It's on the one hand, at first I was like, really? You actually like this? Okay, cool. I will continue. I know um, I've gotten a couple messages like that and I had the same reaction. I was like, really? Not that I think I'm like bad at it or anything like that. You're right. just like, you kind of wonder if people like actually listen to this or whatever. Or no, it's always nice like to know. It's always nice yeah, to know. Was, so if you enjoy this people, any feedback, positive, constructive, I'm always up for it. In fact, I've done a lot of improvements to my own show because i asked for feedback and people are like hey if you just do this it's better and i'm like awesome the people i work with they're all a little younger than me which i feel very old saying but so they helped me like set up cameras and lights i'm like oh if you do it like this and this color lighting right. and this kind of thing i'm like oh my god yes all of it to all of it what i'm excited about today around video streaming and podcasts is that my iphone which I upgraded from an iPhone 8 to an iPhone 14. Got this phone because my other phone just stopped. It was being frustrating. The coolest thing about the 14 when you upgrade your computer is that you can actually wirelessly use your phone as the webcam. So right now I am doing that and it's fantastic. Less That's wires, amazing. I actually love it. And it's a good camera. So yeah, it's a great camera. This is my phone. So anybody needs tips on how to do that? I've figured it out. It did take a little bit of time. Thanks for sharing about your time in comedy. That is a very interesting thing. Not everybody has that opportunity. So it's always fun to, to hear about those unique jobs that people have. Not, and just in the industry, like going from that to working full time in property management, not everyone's really into the joke. Got to know your audience. You can't be yeah. cracking jokes necessarily with a resident or a potential resident. Uh-huh. You got to feel them out. Yeah. You got to kind of like wade real gently into that and see, see mm -hmm. how they respond, I guess. <laughs> gently. That's a word for it. I'll add that to my repertoire. Gently, Steven. Be gentle. Gently. Be gentle with your comedy. Not everybody's in. not here for it. You just don't know. Some people also just have zero sense of humor, which is fine also if you want to operate like that. I think I'm funny sometimes, but my kids mm -hmm. and my wife, they completely roll their eyes most of the time. It is what it is. That helps them with the territory. 100%. Yep. Yeah. I think you already had them before becoming a dad. It just it automatically. Right. No, you have an excuse like this all the time. An excuse in an audience that's not exactly excited about it. It's captive fine. Audience. Oh my goodness. It's totally, total captive audience. <laughs> oh my god. What can I get? With like they have no chance. Yeah, you just it's huh. Easiest way: either adopt a pet or a kid. I have an audience for you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I have to ask people to come see, you, like volunteer, voluntold. It's called your. It's called your. It's called your family. Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity that you're giving people this kind of form, if you will, just like to get their feet wet and like, develop their thought leadership and stuff like that before heading out to, like, I don't know, before speaking at a conference, like you're right. Line or something. That's great. And most people, you know. They, first of all, don't even think about it, like doing something like mm -hmm. this. And unless they're asked, they're not going to do this. So it's if you just say open call, tryouts, but not even a tryout. You want to jump in. Let's do this. Tell me what you're passionate about. Tell me what you're good at. Tell right. me what you're the boss of. So anyways, it's, awesome. it's been fun. Don't be afraid to jump into the other parts of this industry. Mm -hmm. I would say look at multifamily as literally a family 
of these things all work together. You have property management, yes, but then you have all the vendors that are trying to make right. property management even better and easier and like more efficient, whatever it is. There's so many yeah. opportunities on that side. So like somebody might be burnt out. That's happening a lot, right? There's a whole other side of the business. Like you could be a customer exactly. success person. You could be a marketing person. You could be a salesperson. There's all kinds of opportunities. Totally. I think, and it's something I learned as I was like coming up is I always thought it was just this linear path to becoming, to working property management, that it all had to be customer facing, if you will, front desk, leasing agent, assistant manager, property manager, regional manager, and those were all the options and it's not. And you might think you want to work your way up to regional or something like that, but you might actually find yourself having more success on the vendor side of things or in a related field like prop tech or something like that. That's the thing I've been trying to like, I guess, get across is that whole idea is just there's way more out there and people are just like, I just want to leave. I'm like, pump the brakes. You don't have to leave. <laughs> you have a whole bunch of knowledge about this industry that is applicable, exactly. especially if you think about it, how much more applicable it is to go from property management to to being like a customer success person, because you can relate so well to the people you'd mm -hmm. be helping. Yeah, my so totally. As a, especially if you're going into a different aspect of the field from a property manager position, there's a huge demand for you. Mm -hmm. You find yourself, I don't want to say struggling, but let's say you keep trying to get that regional manager role. You can like, there, you might not go in through the front door, but you'll get in through a window. So go oh, vendor yeah. side, prop tech, something that realm that might, you might find success in as well. Yep. That's for sure. So the next thing that I want to bring up that you, you have a passion for is your, you say it, cause I'm going to screw it up when I say it. I already <laughs> I perfectly fine in the Did I employeepreneurship? Yeah. Employeepreneurship. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Did you come exactly up with that? Implies. Is that your, do you need a trademark that? Yeah. Consider the, I guess so. <laughs> Consider that trick. I've, I've never heard of that. So <laughs> explain it to the masses. Like, what do you mean by that? So employeepreneurship is the idea that us as employees, even though we are employed by our companies, operate as independent contractors, even though obviously for tax reasons, we're not. Why it's good to operate this way. In the past, we, we as in society, let's say our parents' generation, we were meant to look good for our company. So we stay with them for as long as possible, hopefully until they retire, presumably. Super loyal. Um, yeah, exactly. Though you can do that today and people find yeah. success doing that. What Where an opportunity lies to make a lot more money is to consider yourself as the asset. You are the commodity you are selling back to the company versus if I'm good to the company, they will be good to me and pay me more. That's like the older way of thinking. Now it is the focus has shifted more towards what is the commodity that I'm selling and how much is this worth? We've always known this, that employees obviously bring value to a company, but the focus has shifted more to that now. And what do you need to do as an, individ as an individual to commodify what you're good at? And I don't want to say jump around, but move accordingly to companies that view, view and individuals that view your vision as realistic. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, looking at what do you want to do and what are you passionate about, what you really enjoy and like setting your five-year plan or whatever, five, 10-year plan and being realistic about yourself saying, okay, where I'm at, is it, does it provide the ladder up 
that I want to pursue? And do my skills get, are they going to get used to the degree I want to use them where I am? Exactly. Makes sense. But to see, to look at it through the lens of first assess your current situation, obviously, like if you really enjoy the place you're working and the people you work with and the company itself, then, you know, it could very well be in that place. Yeah. But it may not be like, and what is it? How are you going to be best utilized? And and honestly, that could be better benefiting the company too, if you're not fully using your gifting and stuff like that. So it's good to assess that for sure. No, absolutely. It's uh, the thing is we've all heard, I guess, in the past 10 years in in past 10 years in particular, as more and more millennials, Gen Z have entered the workforce and especially into corporate positions that, and we've all heard it. Nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody wants to work anymore. These people have always existed who don't want to work. Um, But the difference between how our parents' generation views work ethic to ours is very different. We know that. But how? No one's ever put a word on, because millennials do make a lot of money now. They're starting earning more and more money. So it's not that we're not working. We're operating differently in the workforce. And that's where employee preneurship comes in. We're not Mm. operating like our parents did. It's selling ourselves as the commodity. And right. being less concerned with looking good so we can be longer long. So now we've just put a word on it. It's not lazy. It's people just grab words from clouds to throw at millennials. So the word employee partnership encapsulates the new work style that we've adopted. Yeah, legit. I've heard people that are older that have a mentality as your company's paying you. Therefore, you just do what they say. Like it's this like transactional, like they give you money you shut your mouth and you just do what they ask you to do. And to a degree, there's a moderate amount of truth to that. Like, but at the same time, like if you're in a job and you're unable, yeah. (laughs) If you're unable to be yourself and like showcase your, your full potential and your, I guess your skills and things like that, then, and you're trying to, and you're like, trying to expose those gifts and show them the gifts and they're just like nah, not interested just do your job and that's a huge leadership failure to be honest with you and just culturally gen z millennials they want people who are going to uplift them personally professionally our yeah. lives are intertwined with work because we're all working on our cell phones and laptops unlike our parents generation who left work and then left work Bosses who are holistically interested in the well-being of their employees and how their performance and how their well-being impacts their performance is crucial today. Mm -hmm. And that's not wanting to work. It's just people needing to adapt a little bit to the new generation. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had to lead younger folks than myself. I'm an old millennial. I'm on the edge. I'm like at the very edge of the being kicked out of the millennial group. But I'm definitely a millennial, at least on the different charts that I look at. Charts. <laughs> yeah. The age range or whatever right. until 1984 or whatever. And that's me. I'm like, all right, I'm a millennial. And I'm just like, and I, and I look at you I and your youth. I'm a, so young. And that's the thing. Millennials are quote unquote aging, right? I'm approaching 40. Right. Oh, I'm not aging. <laughs> but it's like the, this age group that is the, they don't work. It's we're, we have families and stuff now and we're buying stuff like houses and it's obviously we're contributing to society so come on yeah so there's a huge disconnect there of yeah. older people saying us not wanting to work which fine people oh i have a, who don't want to work always existed but yeah there's a huge gap and there's a gap there and what's in reality what the older generations are perceiving 
So well, that's- well, I think to a degree, like 40 hour work weeks are interesting for some jobs because mm-hmm. the efficiency of doing certain types of work has increased so much that you'll get your job done. And then you're like, now what? Like it just doesn't take as long to do a lot of things. And so anyways, that's just, that's the whole other side of it. I think. Exactly. That can be a good or bad thing. Depends. If stuff is done faster then you know, the company can make more money faster than employing more people to whatever. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. That, I mean, that, that's a good coined phrase that I think some people might find interesting and use themselves. I really appreciate you being on today. When I end the show, I always ask three questions. We are a, as a company, we're called Community Boss. We help manage the physical aspects of a community through software. And me personally, I have a passion for building community. As I shared earlier, I used to, that was what I did. So all about people and bringing them together. So I like to ask for yourself, prefer professionally or personally, how is it that you build community? Oh man, so many ways. When I wasn't living in California, I built community, had a volleyball group that I just started on meetup.com. I had no idea how to play volleyball, but I wanted to play volleyball and had no friends at the time. I was just like, hey, we're meeting here at this time, just show up. So um, I kind of built community jumping right, just head first into something I want to do, something I want to create with a group of people. Online, I'm still learning as I go, to be honest. Right now, I'm trying to see how like how people are responding to content I put out since it's fairly new and trying to latch onto something that I know will have longevity. Yeah, cool. And then as a company, we're based in Seattle and we have a little bit of a coffee culture up here. So I just, we even, I must plug, we have our own coffee, everybody. Boss Blend, it is something we give out to our new customers. We give a little, we give a nice box of goodies to our customers. We got boss blend. We got a mug that says manage like a boss, which is cool. We even give out our boss bling boss necklace to our new bosses. And we have some stickers and other things to get people going with our software as well. But we really so like to follow What's that? Can I have a box of this? <laughs> Like you just walked right into that. I do TBT, TBD, TBD, throwback Thursday. Yeah, yeah. But my question after mm-hmm. getting into all that is what is your favorite coffee drink? Oh my God. Right now, I'm really into Mick Cafe. So hey. I just think their coffee is really good. Yeah, they have an actual like coffee. Like I go to the grocery store and get the big tub of McCafe that I'm, uh-huh. I'm not helping myself as I'm keep talking just getting deep it's good everybody up there. here in Seattle just died but anyways keep yeah, I'm, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I'll bury you in your Patagonia sweater that's a good point yes Patagonia I don't own anything Patagonia just to be clear you at all. <laughs> no I'm I, I'm warm enough in my I'm a I'm not a thin person so I'm plenty mm. warm not wearing Patagonia And then final question, if you were to have somebody over for dinner, what would you make for them? Oh my God. If it, is this like an important person or just like a... Everybody you have over at your house is important, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it's an important person. Okay. I would probably pasta base because you you really can't screw up pasta unless like you're a complete moron and don't know how to boil water. So something pasta, maybe like a ravioli. Okay. I'll say spaghetti. No, spaghetti is messy. I'm spiraling now. Spaghetti, no. Bow tie noodles. Just pork it. 
and then with like a sauce and like maybe like salmon or something. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. And like Delightful. a bowl of like salt based style of something. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Sign me yeah. up. And, we'll happy the and, then and the salmon yeah. obviously came from up here in the Seattle area. So yeah, it was wild caught, cage free, gluten free. I'll <laughs> add the buzzword. <laughs> it's there. I hope it's gluten free. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah, where the no <laughs> Oh man. All right. Thanks for your answers. And thanks for everybody that was watching. It's been Boss Talks, episode 22 with Steven Toro. And thank you so much for being here. If you want to be a guest, reach out to me. Because like we said earlier, this is a platform for everybody. And it truly is a place where you can share your passions, your leadership, and just the things that you maybe have on your mind that you want to share with other people. So thank you again for watching. And we'll see you next week.